We'll take our text this morning from the Scripture reading. We'll just look at the first three verses of Luke chapter 19. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature. Sure, this is an account that's no doubt familiar to many, especially if you were a child and grew up in Sunday school. Remember singing a song about Zacchaeus? I think they still sing that song. Of course, we know this is so much more than the account of a man who ran ahead and climbed up in a tree to see Jesus. There's a lot of lessons that we can learn from this account, things that are applicable to us even today. I think one of the first things we see here is that anyone who desires to Jesus to see Jesus can see Jesus. It says Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus, who he was. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, gives us a promise. It says, And ye shall seek me, and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So it's possible to see Jesus, not, of course, in a physical sense, not right now anyway. We know for the Christian, for those that have been redeemed, that's a wonderful hope. We know one day we will see Jesus physically, face to face. But we can see the Lord spiritually. We can see the Lord's hand in our lives. We can certainly see The Lord's salvation, not just in our lives, but in the lives of others who've been saved and transformed. So we know it's possible to see Jesus. Zacchaeus sought to see Jesus, who he was. You know, as I thought about that, I realized it's probably a safe assumption to say that before Zacchaeus ever had a desire to see Jesus, he must have heard about Jesus. Faith comes by hearing. So he must have heard some things about Jesus. I have wondered what it was he may have heard. Perhaps he'd heard how Jesus could heal the sick and cleanse the leper. Maybe he heard about how Jesus could open the eyes of the blind and even feed a multitude with just a few loaves and a few fish. But we don't read that Zacchaeus was hungry. We don't read that he had any kind of physical ailments or anything like that. But you know, I thought maybe he heard about the fact that one of Jesus' close disciples was a man just like he was. So Zacchaeus was the chief among publicans. Publicans were Jewish tax collectors for the Roman government. They were probably the most despised among all the people in the Jewish culture. They made their living off of extorting money from their own people. They were given a charge to collect taxes for the Roman government and anything above that that they could extract out of their fellow citizens they kept for themselves. So they were looked upon, they were thieves, they were dishonest, and they were really not held in very high esteem. Zacchaeus was the chief of the publicans. But we read in just a few chapters before that, Jesus called Matthew, also known as Levi, who sat at the receipt of customs. He was a tax collector, just like Zacchaeus. You know, maybe it was just the fact he heard that Jesus could do something for somebody just like him. 
It's good news. You know, the Lord, your unique, your situation is, uni- is not unique to the Lord. The Lord knows your situation. The Lord knows how to encourage you. And maybe that, that, what he heard there, maybe that was the thing that compelled him to seek the Lord. But you know, in order to see the Lord, he had to do some things. We know that in order to see the Lord, Zacchaeus had to get rid of some excuses that he may have had. We read that he was little of stature in Sunday school lingo. That's he was a wee little man, short man. Nothing wrong with being short. And that's he was just short. So he was unable to see above the crowd. So no doubt maybe he could have used his physical limitation as a reason why he couldn't see Jesus as he got out there and he saw the throngs of people and he couldn't see above their heads. He could have used that as an excuse to Give up. Maybe go home. How many people use their limitations as an excuse for not seeking the Lord? People might think I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not well-spoken enough or talented enough. You know, we can't let those excuses get in the way of seeking the Lord. You know, when a need or a desire is driven by a sense of urgency or desperation you'll find that people can go way beyond a physical limitation. I think this desire that Zacchaeus had to see Jesus, it was far more than just a casual curiosity. I think there was a desperation and an urgency in his heart. Maybe he didn't even realize, but he knew he had to see the Lord that day. So he had to overcome some physical limitations. He could have looked at his circumstances says as he got out there, he couldn't see Jesus because of the press. In other words, there was a large throng of people surrounding Jesus. He could have thought, there's just too many people. It's too inconvenient right now. He could have used his circumstances as an excuse not to seek the Lord. But again, when there's a sense of urgency and a desperate need, people are willing to do way beyond what's convenient sometimes to have that need met. Zacchaeus was willing to see past those circumstances. And then, of course, there was that big hurdle of his past. You know, that's probably the biggest hurdle for most people to overcome. As I mentioned, he was not just a publican, he was the chief of the publicans. No doubt he could remember all those people he defrauded, maybe all those people that he had cheated, and, you know, it could have discouraged him. I think the biggest hurdle for people sometimes is not what's ahead of them, but what's behind them. Sometimes those things in our past, the devil would love to come and remind us of those failures and those shortcomings and all the regret and all the bitterness and the remorse. Listen, that can hamstring us if we don't, if we're not careful. We have to move beyond those things. Zacchaeus had to get past his past. It's been said, next time, Satan reminds you of your past, just remind him of his future. Well, Zacchaeus, he had to get past his past. We also see that seeing the Lord takes effort. You know, no one has ever gotten anything from the Lord by just sitting there without exerting some effort. No, it's going to take some effort to see the Lord and to seek the Lord. Verse 4 says, And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. said he ran and he climbed. You know, I don't know how 
accustomed Zacchaeus was to doing either of those things. We're not given any description of his uh, physical abilities other than that he was small of stature, but I can't imagine he was used to running or climbing trees as a tax collector. Actually, he probably was used to running. He was probably used to running from people that wanted their money back. But unless he was a tree trimmer or an arborist, he probably had no business in a tree. But he was willing to go that extra, make that extra effort to see Jesus. You know, that action could have been thought of as maybe shameful or childish. The Bible says, except you be converted and be as little children, you won't see the kingdom of heaven. He was willing to go that extra distance to make that extra effort to see the Lord, and God rewarded him for those efforts. We see, too, he was willing to put himself in a place where he knew Jesus would be passing by. Said he climbed that sycamore tree, for he was to pass that way. He knew Jesus would be coming by, so he put himself in a place where he knew the Lord would be. You know, those that are truly hungry and thirsty and seeking after righteousness, they're going to put themselves in a place where the Lord is. It's good to be in church, we would all agree. But of course we know circumstances beyond our control have not allowed many to even be in God's house. But you know, that's no excuse to not seek the Lord. We can still seek the Lord wherever we are. And as people begin to honestly search for the Lord and seek after the Lord, they put themselves in a place where the Lord will be. The Word of God says, He tells us, draw nigh unto, He says, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. The Lord is near to those that are of a broken and a contrite heart. So we can uh, see that we put ourselves in a position to see the Lord when we seek the Lord. Zacchaeus wasn't in a temple, he was in a tree. But his heart was in a condition where the Lord could find him and meet him there. You know, when we begin to seek the Lord, the Lord takes notice. Verse 5, it says, And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. You notice it says that he called him by name. We don't have any indication that Zacchaeus had ever met Jesus before this time. They'd never been introduced. And yet Jesus knew him by name. You know, Jesus knows you by name. The Lord knows the condition of your heart. The Lord knows exactly where you are today. And he knows if you're looking for him, he can find you today. You know, when we're willing to humble ourselves and seek the Lord. He's willing to come to where we are. Just like that song said, that the duet that they sang. You know, I thought of a testimony I read just a few days ago. Brother Walter Cobb, he actually was saved and sanctified while he was in prison. He was serving a 15-year sentence for some crimes he had committed. And in that desperate place, he called out to the Lord, and the Lord saved him and sanctified him. But he said as he was seeking to be filled with the Holy Spirit. He said he didn't have any place to pray as he really would like to. He was in the penitentiary. But he said the Lord gave him a job. And he went to work for the warden of the prison. And that warden had planted a garden there. And he assigned Walter the task of caring for that garden. And he said as he was 
out there behind that old garden shed on his knees, tending that garden. He cried out to the Lord, and God filled him with his spirit. Right there. Imagine that. Right in the garden of a, in the middle of a state penitentiary. But he was looking for God, and God knew where to find him. I'm so thankful. The Lord knows where you are today. The Lord knows you by name. You know that day you met Zacchaeus? That wasn't some random occurrence. That day was ordained, foreordained by the Lord. If you're here today and seeking the Lord, or you're listening in, you're not doing that by accident. That's ordained by the Lord, and the Lord knows you by name. You know, I think the most important thing of all that we see is how Zacchaeus responded when the Lord did call after him. We read there, it says that the Lord said, Make haste and come down for today. I must abide at the house. Jesus said, make haste. You know, when the Lord calls after us, we want to make haste. We don't want to gamble and risk passing up an opportunity that the Lord may present us with. We need to be uh, eager to answer when the Lord calls after us. That word haste means quickness or eagerness. We see that same attitude in the disciples as Jesus called James and John there, they said they left their nets immediately and followed after Christ. Even in the Old Testament, when God called after Noah, it said Noah moved with fear. So we want to respond in that way. We want to make haste. When the Lord calls us, we want to hurry to do what he asks us to do. He also said when he came to that place where Zacchaeus was, he told him to come down. You know, he was speaking to Zacchaeus physically, but Zacchaeus had to humble himself. He had to come down in his heart. There were some things he had done that uh, he knew weren't pleasing to the Lord. But in the same way, when the Lord calls us, we have to be willing to humble ourselves, to come down to where we can have a conversation and see him face to face. We must humble ourselves. You know, a passing glance wasn't enough for Zacchaeus. He could have just stayed up in that tree and let the Lord pass by, but he came down and he got to a place where he and the Lord could spend some time together and commune with one another. And it says that he received him joyfully. You know, when you meet the Lord's conditions, the Lord will always bring joy. You can contrast this to account to some others in the Word of God who also had a desire to see Jesus. I think about the account of the rich young ruler. It said when he heard Jesus was passing by, he came running and he kneeled before the Lord and he asked him a question. What must I do to inherit eternal life? The sad thing is, it says after the Lord told him that man left the presence of the Lord sorrowful. Some people leave the presence of the Lord angry when they're convicted. How often we read when Jesus would tell a story or a parable and the scribes and Pharisees would perceive he was speaking to them. It said oftentimes they would become angry. At times they wanted to even take the life of Christ. So it's so important how we respond. Zacchaeus, it said he received him joyfully. You know, he met the conditions that the Lord required and he received him joyfully. We also know it's obvious that Zacchaeus received the Lord by the actions that followed. He was a changed man. 
You know, I don't know how long it took for him to get out of that tree down onto the ground, but there was some soul searching going on during that time. Time he hit the ground, he was confessing all kinds of things to the Lord. He said, Lord, if I've taken anything by any man unlawfully, I want to pay him back four times the amount. He pledged to give half of his goods to feed the to feed the poor. You know what? It wasn't just lip service. No doubt in the days that followed, Zacchaeus followed that through with action because he was a changed man. This man who had made his living off of cheating others now wanted to restore to others four times what he had taken. You know, this man who others hated to see coming. I'll tell you, after his conversion, they probably looked forward to having Zacchaeus show up. What's he going to bring us today? You know, but Zacchaeus was a changed man and his actions proved it. You know, when you're changed, when the Lord touches you and saves you and changes, there's going to be some fruit that follows. You know, it also brought salvation to Zacchaeus' house. His family was changed. It says salvation has come to this house. You know, it doesn't affect just the individual. It will affect your families as well. I thought of another testimony, Brother Joseph Mosey. He said he described himself before he was saved as one of the most wretched creatures to ever walk the face of God's earth. That's how he described himself. He said he only had one goal in life, that was to make money and to make lots of it. And in time, he had had the biggest farm in the whole area of Washington where he lived, had all kinds of money, but he was miserable and wretched, and he treated his family horribly. He said he'd come home and he'd cuss his wife out and scream at the kids and he drank liquor and all that changed the day he met the Lord. The Lord convicted him and saved him. He said he began to speak and praise his wife and honor and respect his children and to praise them. And that home that was so full of hate and anger turned to love. God reunited that home, saved his family because he was a changed man. That's what happens when we have an encounter with the Lord. So important that when God calls, we answer and we receive Him with joy, receive Him in haste. We see one other thing Zacchaeus did. Zacchaeus took full advantage of the opportunity he'd been given there. I don't know if Zacchaeus realized it or not, but as you read through the Scripture, this was the very last time that Jesus would be passing through Jericho. He was actually headed to Jerusalem, where we know just a short time later he would give his life on that cross. But this was Zacchaeus' moment. You know what? He seized the moment. He was willing to take advantage of that opportunity that the Lord had given him. You know, we must do the same. If the Lord is calling after your heart this morning, make haste. Don't delay. You know, there's coming a day when that door of opportunity is going to be closed forever, God's day of mercy and grace is going to come to an end. Word of God tells us the next time the Lord comes back, He's coming back to catch away His bride, and then He's coming back to execute judgment upon all the ungodly and the unrighteous. But we have this moment to take advantage. If the Lord is calling after you today, Seize the moment. Don't wait. Don't delay. Do what Zacchaeus did. The Lord will bless you today. You know, Hebrews 9.28 says, Unto them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin unto salvation. Today can be your day.
If you're willing to do what Zacchaeus did, set aside all of those excuses, push aside all those obstacles that may be in the way, get rid of all those reasons why you can't seek the Lord, and just determine to seek the Lord today. God knows where you are. God will find you. God will bless you today, and God will help you. Let's sing 489. These altars are open.